Welcome to another episode of Just Bricks brought to you by Sporting News and Kick It Forward, a very special Kick It Forward crossover here. We haven't spoken to the guys in a while, so before we get to a very big interview with Jonah Bolden, former NBA player and now Sydney King, who's had a very interesting basketball journey, uh, we will catch up with the guys. Uh, Harry's on the line. He's got COVID back from Niseko. How are you going? Mm, boys. Oh. Took the words right out of my mouth, Harry. Which, <laughs> which the Japanese will understand is just when you thought the silly season was over. <laughs> oh, he's good. How long did you take, Didn't did you miss take a to beat. One? Uh, no, no, no. I picked up a bit of a uh, bit of a native tongue when I was over in Japan for a couple of weeks, boys. The land of ramen powder. And um, 9% strong zeros. Well, I'm actually headed there on Sunday, but we are going to the Australian Open this week. Uh, but we have some basketball to discuss as well. But before we get to that, Georgia, how are you going? You're obviously in studio. It's been a while. Yeah, good, good. Uh, good to get... Well, I've never stopped grinding. Uh, I don't I don't have silly season. I just work all the way through. I just... Um, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but yeah, I'm, I'm in here all the time. You've definitely maintained the same level of work ethic that we expect, so I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, thanks so much, guys. Uh, yeah, George and I were in Sydney. We are actually with the Sydney Kings for one day. Uh, I was over there for a wedding in Orange, and then uh, we had a bit of work on the Monday. But we're back in Perth. Harry, you've decided to join us. How, how was Japan? Did you enjoy it? Mate, it was awesome. Tokyo for a few nights. We um, survived the earthquake, of course. Uh, the I tell you what, this was like I think it was New Year's Day, and the guys I was travelling with, um, one bloke and his missus were staying I think a few floors above us at the hotel, and messaged the group chat immediately and go, "Oh my god, did you just feel that? They reckon the whole building was swaying." Um, I reckon I was so hungover that my head was swaying in time with the earthquake. So I didn't actually feel any of it at all. And the other thing is, hey, Josh, just thanks very much for checking in on me about the earthquake. No one else did back up. Oh, really? So, um, that was, uh, yeah, that was really nice of you. Also, we were at Haneda Airport a couple of hours before that collision with the Japan Airlines A350 and the Coast Guard Dash 8. So we, um, we did pretty well to make it back, but... Yeah, got up to Niseko for a bit of powder, a bit of a, a few sessions at Wild Bill's Bar. Um, the powder, oh, I'll tell you what, the powder up there. Stop saying powder. Yeah, what about said powder way too much. Oh, what about the snow? I'm a bloody powder hound. Seriously, guys, come on, come on. Um, some of the best I had in the region since 2011, but then coming home, um, pretty much this flight from, uh, we went through Malar, Kuala Lumpur, and KL to Perth, the, the entire plane, I reckon, had COVID. Oh, air COVID. Yeah, air COVID. It's like one of those um, medivac flights on a C-130 with injured soldiers. Can you stop dropping like plane names? Giorgio, how's your uh, New Year's? How's everything in between? <laughs> yeah, really good. Uh, got away for a little bit down south. Um, as you mentioned, went to Sydney. Uh, and yeah, we, we went to Sydney Kings training while we were in Sydney. Yeah. Um, that was hot in there. Yeah, I think... Um, really hot. I think when you go to NBL... Stadiums, you know, they vary so much where people train. And uh, uh, I think one misnomer or one thing that people don't understand, well, I used to think that when cities get bigger, the bigger they get, you would just build the, the right amount of basketball courts as the, the stadium gets bigger, the city gets bigger. Yeah. But Sydney has this huge lack uh, and demand for basketball courts. They're never available. So the Sydney Kings, they have a really nice facility, but then they also train part of the time out west in like a a stadium from the 40s or the 50s or something and there's no air con and they were playing they were training for so long and it was 40 degrees inside we should start some um some rallies what do we want air conditioned basketball courts i think any courts at this stage when do we great. want them sydney was cool though um i had a couple of things cabs 
You know, uh, taxis, Harry, you've caught a taxi before and also an Uber. Yeah, I'm an experienced guy. <laughs> yeah, well, this is relevant, isn't it? Uh, well, I've, I'm just like, every time I run out of a battery on my phone and I need to get home or something like that, or you're away and you, you don't have access to a phone or anything like that, you say, you know what, I'm going to give back. I'm going to help out these guys. You know, they've bought these plates for so much money at the peak of uh, cab prices, and then they're stuck with the debt for what they bought it. You know, buy beware, but also there's a bit of empathy in there. And I'm there thinking I'm doing my good deed for the day and walking up to the cab and going, hey, you got yourself a ride. <laughs> You're welcome. And he cuts me off by saying 50 bucks. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, 50 bucks cash. I'm like, just put the meter. This no meter. 10 bucks. 50 bucks cash, no meter, fuck off. I'm like, oh my God, all my empathy has just disappeared. Yeah, they don't do themselves any favours. I had a similar situation. I think like last time we were in Melbourne, Uber was surging. It was going to be like 85 bucks um, to get into the city. I was like, fuck that. So I spoke to a taxi driver and he's like, 100. And I was like, bro, wh- where's your market here? The surging Uber's 85. What makes you think I'm going to pay you $100? No, no, he was just going 100. Yeah! He's going to give you a lift. 100. <laughs> oh, sorry. Guys, I've um, actually just been um, up in Japan. Oh, Arigato, fuck off. And um, I ordered an Uber <laughs> to get to um, this a train station so we didn't miss our flight. And um, they a taxi can't. They're operating as Ubers over there. It truly is the land wow. of No, they're, they're here as well. I've caught a taxi over here before. Oh. No, it yes. was. Yeah, I don't, you didn't actually have to go to Japan for that one. Yeah, right. You've done it here. This is Just Bricks, so we need to talk a little bit about basketball. We've got some weird things from the week. We're just some white guys talking about basketball. We're just some white guys talking about basketball. We're just some white guys talking about basketball. We don't really know much about basketball. So we're just white guys talking about basketball for another week. Um, so the two guys we spoke to, Alex Tui and Jonah Bolden, we'll hear about Jonah later on. But Alex Tui, lovely guy. Um, very competitive for a 19-year-old boy. Like, man. Yeah, seems so mature. I actually couldn't really hear anything that you were talking to him in the interview about because the fans from that uh, 1960s build basketball centre was so loud. But uh, from the brief interaction we had with him before, he, I mean, leagues ahead of me in maturity at the age of 19. I I won't say too much, but we we had a... He was a very well-spoken, lovely dude. But we had a moment where... We were talking about him in the interview and then he left. And he was being really funny after the interview. And then um, we sort of realized Bryce Conn dropped 41 points on him and he's made a note of it. And I think the next time they play, which is somewhere in January, it's going to be an interesting one. So he's just trying to learn from it against the best player in the league. Who Bryce Conn, he can't be stopped right now. He keeps dropping 30 plus point games. Ever since he was on with us, I'd like to point out as well. He's Bryce Cotton's never dropped 30 points on me, just saying. Yeah, drop. Yeah, good point. Um, Harry, a good thing as well is I, I said, oh, Georgia, I've got to go do these interviews out west. Do you want to come? He's like, yeah, sure. Um, and then he's just sitting in this gym. It's quite funny. We have to drive so far west and he's just sitting in this gym by himself. I'm just like sweating. I'm sweating like, profusely. It, it's like a, um, it was a tr- bit of a trip back in time uh, for anyone familiar with Perth. It was like uh, the Perry Lakes Basketball Centre before it was renovated, but worse. Did you bring your Game Boy, Georgia? Game Boy would have helped heaps just because uh, they should be handing them out for guys like him as they rock up. Um, NBA-wise, Dort Breath continues to play well. He's averaging 9.5 and 4 rebounds a game, the former, the former uh, Perth local. And his last, he's dropped double-digit games 14 times since being called up from the G League. Now, he's effectively now our second-best NBA player. 
Uh, and this is coming from a guy who took to was 27 to be a rookie in the NBA. So it's an absolutely crazy story. We've spoken at length before about how crazy his story is from where he came, from the route he's taken through LSU and Europe to get to where he is and, and the NBL. Um, it's going to be really exciting to see how he goes at the Olympics next year. And I, de- I definitely YouTube. Someone luckily clips up all his highlights every single game. Um, he had 17 points against the Suns, played really well. I've heard him being called um, the Great Barrier Reef. Nice in uh, in fantasy talk, but yeah, he's he's um he's DeAndre Ayton's backup in the center position. But Ayton's been injured quite a bit recently, and I think the Blazers would be pretty bloody happy with uh, Reef standing in for him. He's shooting, shooting he's so doing. well too, so he could always play the four as well. Um, well, yeah, there's a lot of um. A lot of debates in NBA, you know, who's the greatest of all time? What's the greatest oh, goat, dynasty? Goat, yeah, goat, yeah. Oh, well, there's a new one that's taken the league by storm. Okay. If Bronny and LeBron, so Bronny is LeBron's um, son. LeBron's long said, uh, just a backstory, Le- LeBron's long said that he wants his final year in the NBA to be played with his son, Bronny, yeah, and he'll yeah. go where Bronny goes, basically. Sure. So now there's this um, shit fight for uh, teams to sign Bronny, who's not... Is there a shit fight? I mean, it's like, do you want LeBron in his fortieth year? Yeah, maybe, but like, probably. I don't think. I don't think you want him that. You don't want to sell the farm for him. Yeah, you want to sell a uh, hundred and fifty billion jerseys with LeBron's name on it. With your that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, anyway, so the the debate goes: if Bronny and LeBron end up playing in the NBA on the same team, will they shower together? As we know, players in basketball hit the shower. <laughs> As we know, players in basketball hit the showers after games, and obviously, you go to shower naked. With people that you have no relation. It's kind of whatever. But what about family members, in excluding spouses, of course? I for sure would not want to see my father's cock when showering. It would be kind of awkward. So I'm just trying to imagine how will Bronny and LeBron handle this? Will they just squint their eyes? Uh, or they just embrace their cocks as if there was nothing weird about this? I just couldn't imagine what I would do in this difficult situation. Boys, what's your take? Uh, I think you're more accustomed to see your dad naked more than you would be a new person. I, I don't know about you guys. Like, Not as a 20-year-old. No. no. no I reckon be fine. You just flash back. Okay. That's <laughs> no, no, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What's the, what's the average age when you're a, when you're a boy that, that you stop, that you stop, you know, seeing your dad? Your dad I think stopped. we're going into weird territory here already because now we're, we're saying... Yeah, I'll let you know when I reach it, Huss. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sorry. All right, one more thing. Uh... Ben Simmons, you know, he's he's had a tough year. He had, had his miraculous comeback where he announced that, yeah, this is going to be his year. A lot of people were touting that he was going to be back to his, I guess, Philadelphia form with the Brooklyn Nets, maybe a game, a franchise-changing uh, player. Then he's had a bit of injuries. Maybe his, his body isn't really up for the the wrong uh, the long season of an NBA season. Uh, there, there were some uh, pre-season highlights of him uh, putting down shots. Let me tell you, that's yeah, never been yeah. done before. He's big on it. He's big on the highlight reels. But... Uh, I didn't think it was time to release a documentary. I didn't think it was time to do a mid-season Instagram documentary about how much he loves basketball, how hard he's working, uh, while the team's in Paris playing a game. And, you know, he's going to potentially go to Paris next year with the Olympics. But he released this video on Instagram. We've got a snippet here. So good, working every day, so... Be back soon. There was a point, like, when I got hurt this season, I was like, holy shit, I don't know if I can do this again. There's just something in you, like for me, I'm just not going to stop. I just don't have that in me to stop. It's just what I want to do. I want to continue to play basketball. Playing this game keeps me going. Love how is that? Uh, that ain't me. Uh, I don't stop. It's like, bro, you literally did. 
Not many players in the NBA have just stopped. You're one of them. I don't have it in me to stop. Um, mm, what about you, that time you stopped for a very long time? <laughs> and the other time you stopped for a very long <laughs> yeah. time. And the other time you didn't play for the Boomers. You stopped. He'll be back. He'll be back. Mark my words. Everyone's going to love him. Very good photo shoots as well. Uh, there was a lot of costumes and um, uh, changes right there. Very good. Um, I do hope he does play in the Olympics. It'll be very entertaining. And whether he's uh, playing or not, it'll be fantastic to see. Alex Condon also playing well with Florida in the NCAA. And Tyrese Proctor as well. It's interesting. Proctor is the highly touted guy with Kentucky. Um, oh, sorry, with Duke rather. Uh, but Condon with Florida from WA, he's just ticking along nicely in that sixth man role. And he's one to watch. I reckon next year, if he doesn't go pro this year and he stays at Florida, he could be really sort of a starring role for Florida. Guys, should we get to the interview? Tepu Amaku. <laughs> Jonah Bolden. So he's currently the sixth man with the Sydney Kings, but for a big stretch, he stepped away from basketball altogether just before the NBA bubble. If you are an NBA fan, you probably previously would have seen him with the Philadelphia 76ers playing alongside Ben Simmons. He played about 44 games in his most successful season before eventually ending up with the Phoenix Suns. He stepped away from basketball completely, and during that period, he really delved into another world, which is cryptocurrencies and NFTs. Now, he's come back to basketball, and he's playing some really good hopes with the Sydney Kings, but it was good to speak to him and understand where his head was at at the time, where it's at now, and he isn't this normal crypto trader. He believes in the technology a lot. Like he's, he's He has a really... Uh, thought deeply about the whole process. He's a lifer with crypto. And he's also seems like he's come back to basketball and enjoying it more than ever. So he really believes in um, online images of monkeys wearing hats? No, he said he's, walked, he's, he's moved away from that it completely. But like, I think he got into it during <laughs> Convenient. the... Convenient. <laughs> he got into it during the period, uh, during COVID. Before we get to the interview, remember to review the pod, like the pod, tell anyone about it, you can. And uh, send us an email at kickitforwardmailbag at gmail.com. Anyway, here we go. Uh, Jonah Bolden from the Sydney Kings. Um, very special guest here today, mate. Uh, intense training going on the court. You yeah. an extra 40 minutes that just kept putting 20 minutes on the clock. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's it is what it is. I think you know we we need it. It's good for us. It's how we get our you know cardio. Uh, today was actually really good. You know we just scrimmaged pretty much the whole time. Uh, a little bit of shooting, uh, but overall you know nothing to complain about. I think it's, it's good once we you know kind of get up and back, up and down. So. We're just over halfway point of your return to basketball. How's your body feeling? How have you found playing basketball again? Body is really good. Um, you know, being back feels great. It's fun. You know, it's nothing like the feeling. Uh, you know, being in that team, you know, collaborative kind of mindset. You know, we're going through some adversity as a team right now, a little bit of ups and downs. Um, but, you know, that's all part of it. I think like, that's one thing that I kind of forgot about was that, you know, there's the good sides and there's, there's the bad sides, obviously. But, you know, it, it all comes with being on a team and us, you know, we're, we're a strong group. Um, you know, we had a little meeting this morning, so it's, it's been really good. What have you made of your role? It's it's changed a little bit over the season, but you seem to have settled into a role, probably the one of the most consistent roles. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, my role has been good. Um, you know, the coach has kind of worked with me on it, um, but really just being being consistent. You know, that's my, been my focus is, you know, coming back and obviously, you know, there's going to be a transition and, and getting back into the sync of things and really kind of, you know, us as a team getting in sync with each other, everyone kind of finding their roles individually. but. But yeah, you know, I had no qualms about it and, and really just going out there and, and like I said, being consistent game to game. How hard, how hard was it to come back into a full season? Obviously, it's not the NBA where there is as many games, but was it hard on your body? Was it hard mentally? Like, how, how has been the transition? Yeah, it's uh, it's tough both, you know, mentally and physically. Um, you know, the mental side, just getting back to that regimen of every day. It's, you know, we're on early morning, kind of just, you know, going throughout the day. At the end of the day, it's, you know, I've got to a point where it's like it's basketball. So, you know, there's there's little to, to nothing to complain about when you're just kind of hooping, hooping as a job. 
Um, it's been, like I, like I said, the, the physical side of it is really just kind of legs getting back under, up under me, um, that foundational strength. Um, conditioning kind of came pretty quick, um, and then the rest would kind of fall into place. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it, it was a bit of both, but, you know, we're, I'm at a pretty good stage now where I, where I thought I would be. So. You had a huge game against Perth, uh, 28 points. It kind of showed your potential, I guess, when you're at full fly. Do you still see that as a, a role in the future in a, in a team where you can be this, the top scorer in a team? Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, we're a deep team. So, um, you, know, there's at, you know, at some point there's really not enough balls even to go around because we're so talented. You know what I mean? There's only one ball on the court. So it's, it's, I think that's also been our, our downfall as well. We're so talented and, and, and everyone kind of wants to play a, a, a solid role or a big, bigger, bigger role. Um, and so really just being able to sacrifice and guys taking step, steps back, you know, knowing that they're maybe not going to get 20, 25 every game. Um, that's something that I've kind of accepted at this point now. Um, and, and that's something that I think will help us going forward, even as a team. There's a lot of players in this league this year that are getting a lot of uh, NBA, NBA looks, a lot of them centers, young guys. Um, you go against them and is the urge still there to say, hey, I, I could play in the NBA still? Is that something in your mind or is it just playing basketball? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's, it's, it's always there. If, if a guy is up on me that's, you know, um, maybe ranked or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but, you know, I kind of look at anyone that's in front of me the same. Um, it adds to it, sure, if they've got hype or if they're, you know, maybe feeling themselves or whatever. Uh, but I don't really get too, too caught up into it. You know, a lot of it over here, especially, is, is a lot of hype and a lot of talk. So it's, yeah. it is what it is. But, yeah, you just go out there and play. Is it a goal for you to get back to the NBA or is it just the yeah, highest for, level possible? for sure. Um, you know, coming back playing, um, my mindset was if I'm going to come back play pro, like I want to, like I had the mindset before, go and be the best, do the best I can do, you know, reach the best of my abilities. Um, the goal right now is just to be the best I can be. Um, and so, you know, again, to about 80% going into like, you know, getting myself back to 100%, you know, wherever it takes me, it takes me. Um, but I think, like I said, going back to day by day, game by game, and just consistency would be the, the biggest thing. What was the last basketball you played prior to this? Was it the Perth, um, Canada, Australia game, or was there um, games after that? No, I played Phoenix to end uh, when they called the season off, the NBA season off. Right. That was my last team. Um, that was 2019. Yeah, 2019. When they called the season off? NBA uh, season off, yeah, yeah. I didn't go to the bubble, so it was just before that. And where was your head at then versus now, like with basketball and everything around it? Um, I mean, it's much more fun now to, to, to a degree where um, I'm actually playing. Um, that was the biggest thing. I wasn't really necessarily playing um, and it was a bit inconsistent. Um, and yeah, I just didn't feel I could give as much to the game then as I can now. Um, so, you know, it's more enticing, it's more motivating and, um, you know, it adds more fuel when you know that you're going to be practicing to translate it to a game to then, you know, play with and, and you know, again, be part of the team, um, contributing however that is. Um, so, you know, no comparisons, but, you know, I'm definitely having fun now being back involved with the team, having a role, whatever that is, um, and playing, you know, just on the court. At the time, was it, how hard was the decision to step away? Was it just clear in your head at the time or was it? Uh, it wasn't clear. Um, it was something that kind of just took, you know, months, to be honest. Uh, I never even, I never even got to a point where I said I'm done. Um, it was more so just a thing of, you know, I didn't have that. Dry. I didn't. I didn't have that. Like, I, I guess where I was at situationally, like I said, I wasn't able to give as much as I would have, and I wasn't getting back, you know, reciprocally, like what I would have loved to get back from the game at that point. Um, so yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't anything specific, and, and I didn't make a concrete decision. I'm done. Uh, I knew I eventually, like I said, I'd, I'd come back to it, and, and you know, my decision to come back was 
around the fact that I'd missed the game. Um, you know, I, I knew I had never really gone away from it, and I was just getting an itch to come back to a team environment. Um, yeah. You know, I'd grown up forever since I was pretty much born playing and being around teams and uh, being in that environment. It was the first time kind of being out solo and, and obviously with family and traveling, it's, you know, it's different. Um, but you're not in a team collaborative environment. You're not, you know, working day to day towards a, a bigger goal with it, you know, others. Um, and so that was like one thing that I really uh, took for granted playing and now coming back to it, seeing that, you know, this is, again, prime situation where we're kind of hit with some adversity um, and it really just comes down to guys playing together with each other for each other um, and understanding what that team uh, you know even word means really you know? so do you think that in Australia there's more of that in the NBA like you can get lost at the end of a roster is that oh yeah yeah uh, 100% I mean that's that's the best in any sport I think yeah. anywhere anywhere in the world any any league or whatever it is the best of the best is always going to be mercenary you know it's always going to be if you're not in, you know if you're not you always got to be providing something, or it's you know next guy's ready. It's, it's the best, the best you know. Um, over here, sure, it's different in that you know the the skill, the athleticism. You know, it might not be up there, but you know the IQ is still there in the NBA. You know, the physicality is up there, if not even more physical, because guys are relying more on the physicality. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's not as fast, but it's more play run. Yeah. Um, you got to stay switched on all 24 seconds because you know you, there's there's actually help in the NBA. There's no help. You can just stay on your guy. You know. Um, so it's different games, different systems, um, pros and cons of each. Um, but obviously when you, you know, you're playing with the best, you know, being the last, you can get lost. Um, and then, you know, obviously even the last guy still needs to be prepared to be called upon. And so, you know, you're showtime once you get called upon. So it's... During that period, you, one of your major interests was NFTs in the crypto space. I don't think anyone ever asked you, like, why that was so enticing for you. Uh, well, I've always been in tech. Um, crypto had been in NFTs. I was a newfound thing, um, even with the technology itself. Uh, only being released then, but uh, tech I've always been in, like I'm still in crypto. Um, that's something that I check daily. It's more so from not of, it's never been a financial thing. The financials were, you know, a surplus and a bonus, but more so just from what the distributed ledger technology is doing, already doing um, behind the scenes and gonna do. Um, but that was the, the main reason, the main catalyst for me was just the in, in internal, intrinsic kind of motivation as to understanding where we're at technologically, um, because it, you know, it kind of seeds off into so many different facets of technology, other than just you know a coin on a on a ledger or a coin on a chain. Um, there's so many facets of it that um, have to do with distributed ledger tech. That's more than just a Bitcoin or whatever. Um, and so that was my biggest reason as to wanting to get into it firsthand. Now that I had some time, mm. um, and and really diving into speaking with other founders and whatnot, um, and 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 understanding where this where this tech is taking us, how they're getting involved in the real world. Um, and, and what, what, it, what it is. When you, when you came back to basketball, because was that a part of the downward fluctuation where you're like, okay, what else do I love? And you remembered basketball, anything like that? Um, not even, really. Um, I, I, it was more so like I started hanging, my little one, she started playing hoops. She was in volleyball and soccer before. Yeah. Um, and I was still kind of going, um, I moved out to Vegas, so I was kind of going maybe once, twice a week just to shoot and mess around. Yeah. Uh, but it was, wasn't really until earlier this year when she started going and I started going to the courts and then we went to UCLA and I started running with the guys that I was like, you know, uh, if I'm going to be doing it more consistently like this and getting myself back in shape, I'm, I'm still kind of competing with the guys there. I was yeah. like, you know, I may as well like, you know, see what, what, what's the deal. And I'm, I was getting the itch as well. It wasn't just a random thing. It was like, okay, I want to kind of get back into this on a, the level I was before. Um, and I didn't want to put, like I said, I, I still am crypto, NFTs, have, you know, I'm not in NFTs anymore, but um, crypto, I'm still still there, um, even with, you know, some of, the, some of the guys here on the team. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, now it's a unison. It's my first time really now, um, because 
you know, prior to when I had gone into it in the league and stuff, I wasn't deep into it as much. Yeah. Now it's my first time, you know, finishing practice, you know, finishing recovery, doing all that stuff, eating, and then jumping on the computer and going into that. So it's a, it's a, it's a new experience for me and it's fun. Um, obviously mine's here, priority's here, but it's, it's, you know, not something that I've totally, you know, put to the back shelf. I think it's, like I said, it's, we're only on the precipice of it. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to, you know, play the game I love and then also, you know, play the other game that I love, if you want to call it. Uh, one last question on that before we look to the rest of the season. Uh, do you and Delhi get in some heated conversations about crypto ever or? No, not really, uh, actually. Because I know he's very big on it as well. Yeah, he is. Um, we, we haven't, actually. Uh, I think very brief. Uh, but not too many not too many people in the NBA. Like, actually, speaking to some of the guys, they've been saying there's other guys as well. Um, but I haven't. And I think also that comes with, like, you know, there's a stigma to it as well. So guys mm. are kind of hesitant. Yeah, of course. To, to say. Um, but, you know, like I said, it's when you know the tech and understand what it is and you're coming from that backing, like, there's no shying away from it. Like, I would never shy away from a conversation about it because I... And love it, and I know where it's going. Outside of, like I said, outside of the financial aspects of it, and the volatility and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a believer of the tech, just as everyone now is a believer of the internet. Yeah. Right? You go back to 2000s, and everyone's asking questions as to what is it, what's it going to be, where are we going to be, and you know, 20 years, 24 years later. One last one, because I know we're sitting in this gym, which is like 40 degrees right now. Um, Olympics next year. Would you put your hand up if uh, given the opportunity? Yeah, um, I've had some thought about it. Uh, spoken to a few few people. Um, it's something that I'm, I haven't necessarily put focus completely on yet, just because I'm here, um, and and don't want to take away from my mind being here. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely there. Um, I just haven't committed or said anything. You know, Do you, I just had a last one. You see, Dante Exum, he goes away from basketball. Well, yeah. goes away from the NBA and yeah. has really improved. Does does that give you any? Uh, I guess confidence. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's it's it's, an, it's a testament to him. Um, you know, again, another example of adversity, um, and, and and really just sticking to it. You know, knowing his game, going away, off to the boonies, out to Serbia. Um, played, you know, I played out there for a little bit against the rivalry with Partizan. But um, yeah, it's it's a testament to his his drive and his you know tenacity to get back to where he believes he 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 should be. Um, and I believe you know he should be there. He's proving that. Um, and and so yeah, it's definitely motivation for myself. Um, I think it's, it should be motivation for anyone seeing a story like that. You know, it's not easy to get back into a, into the league. Um, but when you show, you know, who you are as a player and improve upon that, um, you know, it's, it's, the world is at, is at your cup, so, you know. Awesome. Uh, yeah. John, it's been great to see you back playing basketball and yeah. excited for the next couple of years. Thank you. Thanks so much, mate. Cheers, buddy.